0: Hi, this is 5050 Real Estate Podcast for the Common Man, where we talk about selling, buying, and investing in real estate. We aren't baffling you with BS. We're dazzling you with brilliance. We're not telling you how to become a millionaire. We're telling you stories, the truth, and the information no one is talking about. So sit back, listen, laugh, and enjoy 5050 Real Estate Podcast for
1: the Common Man. Hey everybody I'd like to thank our new sponsor, Doors. Yes, doors. Hey, if you're buying a new or used home, make sure your home has doors. Hey everybody, JD Hill. hope you're looking good and feeling fine. Hope you had a great weekend with friends, neighbors, relatives, and friends. We're going to be discussing on this podcast things that nobody, I say nobody, has been talking about. Yeah, I mean, I could sit back and repeat myself that I did last year, That a lot of people have been just repeating everything they've said on their podcast and YouTube videos for years. Oh, the housing market's going to go down. Interest rates are going to go up. And we're going to be in a recession. You know, <laughs> I said that last year. Go back, listen to my podcast last year, and you'll see that I'm stating that interest rates are going to go up. The housing market was going to go down. Inflation was going to go up. The holiday seasons were going to be terrible. I said that back in about 2020, 2021. I was like, maybe a year, two years ahead of my time. So I'm not going to be repeating stuff just to repeat it like so many people do. They listen to podcasts, you listen to their YouTube videos, and they say the same thing every week. So what I did is I researched, did a lot of research, looking at stuff that... It's new, and people aren't talking about the past month, and I said, hey, I think I got some really, really good talking points on this podcast, so sit down, get yourself a cup of coffee, and write this stuff down, or just think about it, you know, think about it over the week, well, first thing I uh, have seen is, hey, get a HELOC, get a HELOC, you know, pay off your bills, pay off your car, pay off your high um, credit cards, your school loans, your debt, whatever you do. Get a HELOC. Uh, use that equity on your home to pay all your bills. Well, what a HELOC is, it's just a fancy name to say to, that is a home equity line of credit. So all you're doing is you're using your equity in your home as a credit card so let me tell you the difference because people think well, what's the difference between that and refinancing and pull out equity well i'll tell you so many people they they go out you know they they see that they have tremendous amount of equity now and they think wow i'm paying 21 percent interest i'm paying school loans i'm paying 7 10 on my car I'm going to refinance my home, even if at six and a half percent, which is way real high, but people still do it. And I'm going to pay off all my debt. So they do that, and what basically they they're doing is they're taking their equity out of their home. And then they're paying off all the bills. But here's what I see a lot of people doing. I, I've seen it. I've been selling real estate for about thirty-four years, and I see this all the time. They get all this equity in the home. They go out. They refinance the home. They pull all this um, equity out. They pay off the bills, the cars, their their school loans, whatever else their debt they might have. And then they got a lot of other money. So what they would start doing is going, hey, you know. Okay, maybe I should, you know, I always like to have a trailer, you know, a camper trailer. Maybe we should go buy a camper trailer. Or hey, let's go on that big, great cruise that we, we haven't been on for a long time. You know, we've been stuck in that pandemic. We haven't been on vacation for three or four or five years. You know, let's take the rest and um, use it on a vacation or let's go buy some widescreen tvs or let's you know i always wanted a truck so let's go buy a truck in cash and they use a lot a lot of that equity and then when the market goes down which it is because i'm going to explain what's going on here all of a sudden they get stuck they lose their jobs they're forced into selling and they have no equity and they're upside down and they've used all that equity to pay off all their bills and go on vacation that they don't have any equity to sell. They're stuck, they're in a house that's overinflated, they've over-mortgaged a home, they basically have to walk away from it or do a short sale. And a short sale just means that they have to negotiate with the mortgage company for less than what they owe and the mortgage company has to agree to take a loss. And I've explained this a lot um in past podcasts but I'll just explain it real quick. There's nothing short about a short sale. So you can't just say, "Hey, look, I'm upside down in my house. I want to do a short sale." If you've got assets, money in the bank, you got a good job, you can definitely afford the payments now and so on and so forth. You, they're not going to let you do a short sale. But if you lost your job, you're broke, no assets, no income, and you're just going to let the house go, they're going to want what they call a hardship case, letters, incomes, things like that. They want to make sure that you can't afford the payment, and then they'll negotiate a short sale. But you can't walk away with equity. And some people think, oh, hey, you know, I want to walk away with some equity. No, they're not going to have the mortgage company take a loss And then you walk away with money. So anyway, a lot of people will like over uh, extend themselves, take a lot of home equity out and pay all the bills and then just get right back into trouble. Another thing with uh, uh, HELOC is it's kind of like a credit card. So you don't stop paying payments on a home equity line of credit until you use it. So, uh, you know, a lot of people use it as a credit card, kind of in their house as an ATM. So they go out, they, you know, use their credit card to buy groceries and go on vacations and buy trucks and cars and so on and so forth. So the difference between a HELOC is, let's say you might have $100,000 worth of equity, but in a refinance, you might pull out $100,000 worth of equity, but the minute you pull that out, you're paying payments on $100,000 worth of equity. On a HELOC, you only pay on what you pull out. So if you just pay, you know, take uh, $20,000 to buy a car, you're only paying on a $20,000 loan, not on a $100,000 loan. So that's kind of what a HELOC, can. and it sounds really good. And it also sounds really good to say, well, gee, you know, to use a, refi and take you know a lot of the equity out of the house because a lot of people do have equity you know that's great because i can pay off my bills pay that you know pay uh um you know my go on vacation and so on a heloc but guess what folks if you haven't noticed the housing market is going down big time big time the party is over we are going downhill really quick really fast in matter of fact the market is going down one to two percent each month now that's what i said one to two percent each month so, we'll discuss kind of a little bit of the housing market and you know when is a good time to buy and so on and so forth. But if you've refinanced, okay, and remember you had all that equity, or you do a HELOC and you run that HELOC up, and then all of a sudden within six or eight months a year, your house is worth 40, 50, 60, uh, you know, $80,000 less than it was worth a. a year ago you've over mortgaged your home even though a year ago your house was worth what it was but now it isn't it's gone down a ton in value but now you refinanced it and you owe more than what it's worth or you used your home equity line of credit rent it all up and now your house isn't worth uh isn't worth what it used to be it's depreciated and now you got you know more you owe more on your home that You you should have because you used your home equity line of credit like it was an ATM machine. So a lot of people you know are doing this. A lot of people are using that home equity line of credit, that HELOC, because if you why should I use a credit card and pay 21 percent? I can use a HELOC and only pay six seven percent. But you know they just get themselves in big trouble and you know this whole sales pitch is hey why pay 21% just use your HELOC to pay off those uh loans and only pay 7% and if you only use a little bit of your uh of your uh, equity you know you can only you can just pay interest on a little bit of equity uh, so you don't have to pay and if you don't use your HELOC at all you don't have to pay any payments hey isn't that wonderful well that's kind of stupid and people you know they just don't think that's like saying let me issue you a credit card and you know if you never use it we'll never you're never going to have to pay payment now come on how many people have credit cards that they never use it's a joke it's a scam uh people use it and then they just don't realize it and they just keep using it using and it, using using it thinking that they wow i i don't have to pay six or seven percent not 21 percent. and then pretty soon they're upside down they owe fifty thousand dollars on their heloc loan and they're upside down and it just gets really ugly really quick so, like I said, the homes are depreciating. They're going down one to two percent each month. As a matter of fact, I just saw a home that was listed for uh, geez. It was listed for like ninety days. Started out at uh, six seventy five, and it sold for six ten plus they paid, I think about $8,000 towards the buyer's closing cost. So almost, well, close to $40,000 less than what they listed it in two months. So this is really happening. Now, here's what I've looked at. People always say, when when is a good time to buy? You know, when I'm sitting here, I'm renting, I'm thinking about selling my home try to get a good deal but everything is so overpriced overpriced ad good grief though you know i still look at a lot of homes in my area there's still a hundred thousand dollars overpriced i mean i look at some of these things they're like six hundred thousand they should be like five hundred thousand so you have to put aside the the pandemic this is a false economy false interest rates smoke and mirrors it's False, 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 fake, 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 smoke and mir- mirrors, a magic trick, an illusion the past three or four months. But here's another thing. If you own a home, you're going to get hosed, totally, 100% hosed, because when property taxes come out next year and they assess you on some false economy with a false interest rate at a false price you are going to get totally hosed on property taxes and now that the housing market is collapsing and going down it might be you know next year 20 to 30 percent less than it is this year you're going to be paying taxes on a, a house value that really didn't exist in a real market And it's, uh, sorry, buddy, that's, you know, wait until three years from now when we reassess uh, your house and then we'll reassess it on what it should be. It's a total scam. It's so many people are going to get totally screwed. I hate to use that word because when property taxes come out and they see their property evaluations and then they do a market analysis and they say, well, wait a minute. Two years ago, my house was worth $80,000 more, and now it's $80,000 less, but you've assessed me on a home that's eighty, a $100,000 more <laughs> three years ago in a false economy, and now I'm paying property taxes on a home's valuation that was just smoking, mirrors and so on. It's going to be ugly, folks. If you're listening to this, get ready. Sit on down, because when you get your tax... Uh, um, tax assessment next year i hope you're sitting down because so many people in the u.s are just going to get totally hosed that's about it so besides tax uh the taxes that people are going to pay that they're going to be all crying and whining and so on because it's going to happen man i'm ready for it it's going to happen and i'm getting everything possibly that i can possibly go to my county and argue the fact uh hopefully they'll listen to me because i've been a real estate agent for 35 years but who cares they i'm just another yahoo who's probably bitching and moaning because of their taxes It'll probably be that place will probably be packed with people complaining. But anyway, um, here's people say, hey, J.D., when's a really good time to buy? If everything fell in a line, when is a really good time to buy? And I say, hey, look, at if properties are going down one to two percent each month, it's going to take 15 months for homes to come back to a good price price uh, where they should be. Be, because that eliminate all the false market, the pandemic market, the low fake interest rates they have, the homes that are appreciated to insane weights that had nothing to do with the market. It just had to do with crazy people buying overinflated homes. So let me let me explain like what a really good deal is. So why I say is homes are going down one to two percent and you say fifty wait about 15 months for homes to come back to normal now how do you determine what a really good buy is you, know, you say well you know h- how do i know what a good price is when to start to buy well here's the thing let's look at okay write this down. let's look like at in 2019 a home was worth 400,000 Okay, let's say we never had a pandemic, we didn't have these fake interest rates, it's a normal everyday market. And you go back to 2019 and you say, look it. In 2019, or you know, say for the past 20 years, homes have went up three to five percent. Yeah, sometimes they went up maybe seven percent, but down on average maybe three to five percent. So we're gonna use five percent. Uh, appreciation each year and we're going to use that as an example so say a $400,000 home in 2019 let's say it goes up 5% that year so you take the $400,000 in 2019 and you add $20,000 so that means at the end of 2019 the house was worth about $420,000 So now you take the $420,000 in 2020, and you say, let's add another 5% on that. So that's $21,000. And you say now, in the beginning of 2021, that house is worth $441,000. Now you say, okay, in 2021, we add another 5%. So that's $22,000, $50. You add that on, and you say, okay, the house is worth about oh four hundred and sixty-three thousand dollars in two thousand twenty-two. Let's say in two thousand twenty-two you add another five percent, so that's another twenty-three thousand one hundred and fifty. So two thousand twenty-three uh that house should be worth four hundred and eighty-six thousand one hundred and fifty. So if you look at that, that's about where I see four four eighty to maybe five hundred that is where the good deal is uh so if you're getting seven eight hundred thousand dollar houses and they're still up there they're way 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 over inflated and I think after about maybe a year or two these sellers you know or start uh getting educated. They're not going to be selling the homes at crazy, overinflated uh, prices. The real estate agents are all going to be going out of business. They're all rapid. I see it now. A lot of agents are leaving. Lenders are leaving. Title companies are uh, leaving. They're starting to lay off a lot of people. Builders are starting to lay off a lot of people. Plumbers, um, you know, framers. People who are do concrete work electricians they're all starting to leave they're all starting to lose their jobs and so on and so forth so eventually the sellers are going to finally uh get real on their prices and they're going to start lowering the prices like i said just looking at the market right now it's gone down one to two percent a month so like I said, I, I, I'm predicting a 20 to maybe 30% depreciation in the next year, year and a half. Um, you know, interest rates about, you know, seven and a quarter right now. And you, you're going to hear a lot about points. You know, when you're out there and you're looking at buying a home, you know, you call up the mortgage company and they quote yeah that's a seven and a quarter percent and uh, you go oh that's great but then you try to get a low loan and they go oh that's seven and a quarter percent at two points and you go what is that And that means in order to get seven and a quarter you have to pay two percent so if you're paying a four hundred thousand dollar loan you have to come up with eight thousand dollars to the lender to get you the seven and a quarter percent. So, people who are pur- purchasing homes right now they can't afford that, and sellers, you know, are just desperate. So, what's happening is so many buyers are asking the sellers to pay the points and closing costs. So, you're getting you know offers, hey, you know, lowballing you on the house and then coming up with we want six thousand dollars towards closing costs. We want you know, $6,000 towards our buy down of our interest rates or $10,000. So all the offers that you're seeing or probably will be seeing will always ask probably in today's market for financing points to be paid for in- lower interest rates, closing costs to be paid, all that. Now, what's really becoming kind of popular now is what we call a 2-1 buy-down. You know, 2-1 buy-down. You haven't even heard that for quite a long time. Uh, And what a 2-1 buy-down is, it's a... You're buying the rate down. It's pretty kind of popular right now because uh, if you think okay in the next couple of years interest rates you know the economy will be better maybe a new president economy will really go down interest rates will really drop. it's something you should really look into and it's starting to become really really popular because so many people are like hey we got high interest rates it's gonna be short term maybe a year or two after the elections things will start getting better and so on and so forth the interest rates will start coming down and that'll be great so a 2-1 buy down is let's say interest rates are 7% right now what they do is they say let's buy the rate down in 2023 from seven to five so two percent so it's locked in for one year at five percent then it goes up in 2024 at six percent then in 2025 it goes to seven percent and then it locks in it fixes out So a lot of people say, well, gee, if interest rates are really high, guy, I can fix that interest if interest rates go to 10, which I doubt they might. They might go that high. Who knows? uh, At least we're locked in at 7%. Or they say, well, look, we start, you know, interest rates were in 2022 or 2023 were 7, 8, 9. And three years later, they're back down to 4, 5. Hey, we can refinance at a fixed rate. So what you're seeing is a lot of 2-1 buy-downs on a lot of homes, uh, with them also coming in and asking the seller to uh, pick up points and um, and uh, financing and so on and so forth. Um, what I see a lot of people, and we'll kind of wrap this thing up, a lot of people say, okay, if I'm going out right now and I'm thinking about buying a home and I really go, I have to go out and buy a home, what's a good offer? what's a good offer now i always so i looked i looked at geez probably 30 years of uh selling and buying homes and so on and you you know representing the purchasers and the sellers and i sat down one day and i looked at a lot of the mls mortgage uh the um Multiple listing service. And I looked at what sellers list their homes and what sellers took. And there was this magical number that kept coming up. And it came up on a lot, a lot of homes that are sold. And not not in the you know the pandemic when interest rates were really low and people were bidding 30 or 40 50 thousand dollars above their asking price though that like i said that was a false market wipe it off get your you know erase and wipe it off your race aboard because that was just a fake three years That that's just a joke but on a normal market what i noticed is when buyers bid three percent lower than the asking price. The sellers were taking them. So let me use an example. If a home was 400,000 and you said, I wanna bid 3% lower and you bid 388, that was kind of like the magic number. Sellers were taking all that. So it's really, really kind of interesting that uh, you know I looked at that, and I always say if you're thinking about purchasing a home, uh, you know later on when the market kind of goes down a little bit more, you might want to think about maybe when you do put an offer in, you know, I'm not can't guarantee you that the seller's going to take it, but you might want to put in an offer three percent lower just to start and see if the seller will take it because that seemed to be the magic number for 30 years we looked at the listing prices to what they sold uh was interesting and the final thing to kind of wrap this up is builders are really really stuck with a tremendous amount of overpriced inventory and what i have found out about builders it's really sneaky what these guys are doing really sneaky there's been so many council contracts and because people just don't want to pay these overinflated prices they're not paying twice as much in interest rates so almost a thousand dollars more a month on their payments than what they did you know a year ago so they're walking away also they're not selling their homes for ridiculous prices they see their home equities going down the tubes and they were like oh uh, you know i'm going to put a hundred thousand dollars down because i can sell my house really quick and now they see that they're only going to walk away with fifty thousand if that and they just won't be able to to afford the new home so a lot of them are just canceling contracts walking away and these builders are stuck with all these empty houses well i started driving through these new builders neighborhoods and at first i saw nothing i mean a year ago two years ago Wow, there was so many buildings and people putting siding and roofs on and they were stuccoing and finishing out and plumbers and cars going in and out and all now I see maybe just a few built you know houses being built and finished out. the rest are just sitting empty. nobody's working on them. But over the past three or four months, I noticed something. I noticed they're building Hollywood homes. And I said, hmm, this is really interesting. Wow, look at these. These are what they call Hollywood homes. I see what these builders are doing. And what Hollywood homes are, if you ever go to a movie set, the houses look like they're completely built. uh, But when you go into them, they're completely gutted. There's no house inside of it it's just a frame and they built the outside out but you go in and there's no plumbing or the frames there there's no drywall or insulation or nothing they just build the outside of the house and leave the inside completely undone so what these builders are doing is because they'll basically have all this inventory and they don't want to have these neighborhoods look like abandoned and half built what they're doing is this is building out the outside of the homes and leaving the insides unfinished so the homes don't and the neighborhoods don't look abandoned and it's really interesting because over the past probably six months i've seen these homes that were just framed and uh, nobody was finishing them out and now i slowly see them finished But they've been sitting there for three or four months. And when I kind of go into them, nothing's finished on the inside. So it's really interesting. They're just kind of finishing the outside. They're not landscaping or anything. They're just finishing the outside of the home, probably winterizing it. So, you know, the inside of the house still stays in good shape. So if they do eventually get buyers, they can finish their outside out. But it's funny because you go in and... You know, you go down the street and you go, wow, look at all these homes are finished. But then you walk through them and none of them are built in, none of them have been finished inside. They're just kind of like Hollywood homes. They're just kind of houses that are fake, fake. Nothing's been wired, no plumbing, no nothing, except the outsides have been finished. So really interesting about new home builders and this little tricks of what they're trying to do and i thought that was really really interested interesting well guys i hope you enjoyed the podcast and i hope you had a great weekend hope a lot of this information i gave you makes you open up your eyes maybe think about selling or buying your home in the future keep track of the interest rates i think uh they're going to probably I'm. I bet you they go up to eight percent probably in the next three to five months. I see the uh, market probably going down another ten to fifteen percent in the next maybe six months. So altogether, you're going to probably see a thirty percent drop from. I'd say um, this month to. I'm going to see April or May of next year. So the, you're going to see a lot of homes, a lot of bank foreclosures coming. I'm just starting to see a lot of bank foreclosures coming up now. But even these bank foreclosures are way, way overpriced. you got these real estate agents that are just over-inflating the, the home foreclosures because they used six months ago co, uh, competitive market analysis and they're not adjusting for today's market. So even the banks are just overpricing their home. So I just, like I say, waited out. We got an election in a few days. Hopefully, um, you know, that'll change. Maybe some decent people will get in there with some sense and start fixing the economy. And hopefully, the energy costs will go down and uh, interest rates might go down, the economy and inflation might go down. And things might be getting back to normal. But who knows? Like I said, Who really knows? It's just kind of a sit on the sidelines and get yourself a a bunch of popcorn and watch the game. Because it's going to be really interesting in the next year. Well, again, folks, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. And have a really, really good week. Talk to you later. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show,
0: Real Estate for the Common Man please follow us or subscribe. Tell your friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers about us. We're on all your major podcast apps. Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. If you can't remember all that, just Google it or have your friends Google real estate for the common man and it will come up. Again, we thank you very much for your time and hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hey, if you live in Colorado Springs and want to buy or sell a home, You can look us up at soldrealestatecompany.com as in I sold a home. Again, thank you very much. Have a very good week and we'll see you next Monday.